That's the pinnacle of the song right there. And then the rest of it just sinks back to where it came from. Uh, greetings, the name of the Most High. Where is that song? I oh, need to stop it. We must stop it. All right, are you ready for the big, amazing uh, breakdown of the Word of God? Uh, Do you know that the Word of God... See, this is what we always can rely on. I just happen to be scrolling around through this... uh, I'm going to give you two versions here, but I want to read a little from the Amplified Bible and um, uh, just to get things started <laughs> with some scripture. <laughs> no, I know the Amplified's not exactly, but but this is this is the point. So John, okay, is like, he's most, being a writer. <laughs> Where do we begin? <laughs> being a writer, um, I recognize John's writing as the deep truth, but the the other than human, the angelic writing, not human, and not all of it. You know, but the the anointed parts, like for example, the explanatory parts, which impart to you who you are, who you are by establishing what reality is, what the Word is. Because the Word has always existed. The Word was never created. I know I'm saying things, I'm kind of waiting to see if people show up in the chat, which they usually do, but, well, I've already said this, I've already started down this path, so they can you know listen on the replay, I guess. So, in the beginning, okay, in the beginning was the Word, the Word of God. So, in the beginning, before time, before space, before what, the, you know, the external reality that we you know, agree on, even though it, to me it's... it's Shifting sands every day and not very stable, but for most people it's stable because your mind fills in the blanks, right? So in the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. Hmm? And the Word was God, and the Word was God himself. Okay, so now that is, shoot, I don't even know, I don't even need to go on beyond that, do I? The Word was with God, but the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally, with God. And I, and, I, and I like to correct that. Co-eternally is a term for, for our minds, for us to be able to conceive of, because it's hard to conceive of all in, you know, monism all in one. We have, you know, the Christ aspect, you know, the creator aspect, the father aspect, the mother aspect, and the Holy Spirit, you know, and all in one thing which I can do. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. 
but many people can't. So it, you know, we anthropomorphize. You know, God is, you know, the Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, and um, but that's important for us because that that's um, that's how we can understand. That's why it's given to us that way. That's why we can get into that later. No, no, I'm not a, a Trinitarian versus non-Trinitarian. I'm just it's it's you know another discussion. Not that. Please don't go there. Need to wake up a little more. So, it in the beginning co-eternally with God. So all things were made and came into existence through Him. Okay, and we could say um, through the and without Him, not even one thing was made that had come into being. In Him was life and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it or over, overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. Okay, now let's flip over to the, um, the old King Jim so we can get the deeper meaning. I mean, I know, I know, you know, I flip around a little bit, you know, to try to help, but um, now where's my, it was right there a second ago, oh, there it is. Okay, so, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him, not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Okay, and then we switch point of view to John the Baptist. So this, uh, merely, what is this, five verses, is literally... um, you know, the gateway to reality. People say, well, what's real? You know. So, you know, we know that um, existence is something, you know, the demons fight for existence, don't they? They fight to come in here, right? They fight for existence. Um, Things want to exist out of the various other realms, you know. There's, I suppose, some kind of existence, but they want to exist in this you know, where things are separated and there's objects and there's, you know, in this in this realm. At the same time, the evil, you know, the evil that was there in the beginning has also been allowed to, you know, flourish and turn it into what we might call a series, um, an infinite series of simulations or perversions, perversions of the word, you know, perversions of reality, you know, not the clear reality. I think when we get into prayer, and we think on the word, and we get quiet, we sit, and God gives us this clarity. You know, and you might not even be able to explain it, but there's this clarity that you're, you know, you're, 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 you're one with God, you belong to God, you don't belong to the shenanigans of the earth. And I think, you know, for most people, for most people, this should have been sufficient in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so the Word is God. So the Word is what? When you say a word, it's spoken, right? 
It's a sound. It's a frequency. So, so the word is frequency. It is the sound. It is, um, and the quality of it is that um, the world was made through the word. So this is a very radical statement. So what's being said here that, you know, as you dig in a little more is through the word. The world was created, and I might add worlds, objects, things, things you see, feel, and touch. It was all created through God created it through what? Through Christ, which is God. Christ, i.e. the Word, was never created. But creation was created through Christ. Because if Christ were ever created, he would not be God. So when we say Christ, who are we talking about? We're not talking about a deity that's hanging around with God. We're talking about God. Is that more clear? So that so people say, well, Jesus, you know, and the, the ministry of Jesus and Jesus and the whole, you know, passion play of Jesus and Je- Jesus in real life and Jesus was there doing miracles and Jesus was this and Jesus was that. He said, I am here about my father's business. You've been healed by your faith. I am here to do what the Father does. I'm here to do likewise. Ben's wound up Ben's in the background. He's got his ball. <laughs> what he is, I figured out he's like a hunting dog. You know, it's like these dogs, this breed or whatever. I, you know, we don't know. We rescued him, you know, but this breed is bred for hunting is what I've seen. They all look like him, you know what I mean? They cut the tails off. And these are the preferred um, hunting dogs, you know, when there's a hunt and they can go out there and they get the prey and they bring it back. And they're very, very, very highly intelligent and trainable. And I've, they're not really listed as a breed. I, you know what? I don't really know that much about it. But let me continue with what I'm trying to impart here is this idea of, you know, this idea of Jesus. I think in our consciousness, the, you know, and again, this is, you know, I'm grappling with language to try to explain concepts that, you know, sometimes are difficult. Um, But Jesus, there's a little trick you can do. And if you say Jesus, don't you love that? Jesus, Yeshua, Yahusha, Jesus, the one, Isha, the Lamb. Adonai, the sun. So from the sun, what is it? It sustains life. So the word would be life. So the sun would be life. So through Jesus, you know, God the Father creates. 
And then in the separate Jesus, I mean, you know, the baby Jesus, the temporary Jesus, is, you know, basically, you know, here to lead fallen humanity back to God. And to do so, the physical, real Jesus had to be wiser. He had to be wiser than the wisest of men. And when I say that, (laughs) this is the dog's, uh, okay, all right, now leave him alone. Hey, 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 leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Here. Okay, Eli. Trying to let Eli. He wants to go jump on Eli, and Eli is just, you know, it's like, it's like when the when the grandkids jump on Grandpa, you got to peel them off, you know. <laughs> Grandpa's not built for that right now. Okay. So, okay, let's try. It's amazing this sort of cross current I have during you know this particular discussion. So Jesus, you know, we have we have another concept of Jesus, not as creator, not as word, but as Jesus the the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, you know, the the king of the Jews. You know, the the um the one that John the Baptist was not worthy of baptizing in his mind. The one who had a a brief ministry, the the point of which was to teach people actually really to get in 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 one sense it was to show that there is another world. There is another world. In fact, there's another way of life. There's another uh, world and a, a way of life that leads more and more to the end of suffering because the the life that there is is suffering you know the gospel i.e. the good news you don't have to suffer you know the Lord paid the price now the Lord paid the price before the Lord paid the price. In other words, the price was appropriated back, forward, up and down, all the way up and down the timeline because time is irrelevant. And even, you know, from the quantum way of looking at things, time is a, is a you know, some is a you know, confabulation, even of human. You know, we we look at an object and we change the object because we're looking at it. But that's just, but we don't understand that that's happening. Right, because we don't understand. The only way to really understand would be if we were outside time and space and then processing, you know, whatever information. And then, you know, we might see things that way, but it would, you know, we couldn't bring it back into like a, you know, like a, like a dimensional language. Okay, so we see Jesus. I think this is where the confusion We So we see Jesus... You know, and I was just reading in, in Mark about, you know, um, if they don't take your word to dust off your sandals and, and be gone, and it'll be 
worse for those people that reject you that have the word than it would be for Sodom and Gomorrah, which was a very famous story of how an entire you know, town or two uh, was nuked, you know, with, with whatever kind of nuclear thing, you know, uh, you know, or a hit or maybe a beam. Who knows exactly what the technology was, but it was liquidated, turned to, you know, melted to nothing. And we know that um, that Jesus mentions this when he said, if you don't accept a word from, you know, if they don't accept your word, I'm going to send you out as, you know, lambs among wolves. I'm going to send you out in twos. And when you present the word, i.e. the gospel, right, the word, i.e. The, actually the creator, Actually, when you say the word, you mean the truth, don't you? And then they reject it, as they are doing today. I mean, across the nation, they're rejecting the truth, right? Every, every you know, in Arizona voting, they're, they're deciding, even though they're right in front of your face, they're going to go ahead and steal it anyway. Because what can you do about it? They're, they're, they're the communists, then they're going to have a communist revolution where the children are going to kill all their parents. Anyway, the bottom line is, if they don't accept what you say on behalf of the gospel, because when you're speaking gospel, you are now an extension of the word. You're now an ambassador. Even more close than that, ambassadors, too, too, too abstract for this. You are a presenter of the holy you have transcended time and space when you even mention it or think about it. You are delivering that to people that are laughing at you. They're laughing at you, you're a fool. And so you button up your sandals, lace them up, and off you go. And then Jesus said something very harsh. He said it's going to be worse for them than Sodom and Gomorrah because... Without the gospel, and, and and this is the key thing. This is I'm, I'm going to try to prove all this. So it's you know that even people that are kind of new to thinking a little bit outside the box can 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 get this. You are okay. So basically, what they're rejecting then is they're rejecting um, the truth. They're rejecting actually life. They're rejecting the um, you know the transcendence and the uh, actually the ascendance that they seek out of this hellhole. And um, the understanding, of course, of what what real is, what love is, what you know, deeper things that maybe are hard to talk about. What God tries imparts to all of us. They're denying and rejecting, you know, 90% of what life is. Because life without the spirit is um, non-intelligent. I mean, you know, they can be taught to, you know, push buttons and add two and two and, you know, and, and, and copy each other in talking. But it gets so boring because they, they, they're all on the same level. You know, they don't seem to be able to um, to take things 
into the luminous, into the um, the the epiphany that it stays in the mundane. It's like you know Twitter; it's all you know mundane, and and uh, you know people just kind of barking back and forth, and no one really getting anywhere. But it but it occupies time. Where if you were just on your own, you might be just thinking about how awful life is and how terrible it it'll be if you if you if you have no food to eat and if you don't have heat in your home and and the the way they're threatening everybody that if they don't get on the same page and that you don't do what you're told to do and you don't conform then and if you do conform then you're a slave and it's just all those horrible things that 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 modern man is having to think of when he when he when he she they uh, go to sleep And what the world offers, of course, is the, the gospel of the world, which is, you know, agree to be ours, and you'll get perks. You'll get free stuff. This goes beyond politics. This is something else now. You'll get free stuff, and you'll be, you'll be left alone. Versus the people that are saying, well, I, I've, in me, I've got an urge to be free. I don't want to do what you tell me. I don't want to be your slave. I don't mind being your servant and serving you. But there's a line there, and I'm not going to become your slave. I will serve you better than a slave would, because I do so for my Father in heaven. So I want to have excellent works. But... Never think I would become your slave. I have something to impart to you. And if you don't want to listen, then I will move on. And Jesus said it would be worse for that person than what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, what would be worse than looking up and, you know, and having the entire reality, whatever you can see, just and you too, burn up? What would be worse than that? Well, if you burned up with the, with the idea that you'll go on in the spirit, that's one thing. But if I think what would be worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, which was a, which was an example of you know people always say sodomy and they focus on the gay thing and the, and it's got nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with um, rebellion toward God. Period. But then again, so do all these counter movements. You know, I don't want to get into the politics of it all, but I mean, it's all, the, all these little communist counters, what they're teaching in school, the kids, the kids are very important. You saw with the election, right? They, they spent a lot of time, you know, getting Gen Z to join them. And, I, and, and it's, a, it's a cult. I mean, not a cult, but you, you change, you know, when you join them. And, um, you know, that's very effective in getting the vote they need. And they'll, they'll go, well, how come they always win? You know, why don't you join the winning side, you know? And um, how do they get Gen Z, the whole thing? And where is this leading? And doesn't God have to answer? And the answer to all those questions, you're not going to get from your you know, neighbor. You're not going to get necessarily from reading your Bibles. You're not going to get from the ether. You're not going to get from your dreams. You get a piece of it. We always get a piece of it, a glimpse, something. But... The Lord never gives us more than we can handle. You know, he's there to help you through it. You're very afraid, you're afraid, you're you know, tired. You're focusing on your body. You know, will it be able to make it through? 
um, you know, the frequencies and the uh, poisons, uh, the, the medical uh, mistreatment, the continued toxicity of, of, a, of, a, of a horrible society on earth, of, 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 of the rule of absolute evil, horrible, disgusting people in every continent on earth, in charge, all of a sudden, now. And they're all related. They all look at each other like brother and sister. It's like part of the part of their. This is their religion. Government is their religion. This, you know, um, running things and running you and running your, you know, running everybody and controlling everything is their religion. But here's the kicker. Here's the key. But it's not them. It's not their will. They have given that up to subject themselves to the will, the will of the overmind, the will of the overlord. You know, the hive mind will, the will that only wants to do one thing, and that's the opposite of God everywhere. So, of course, children, because children are important to the Lord. And... Uh, tranquility, peace, life, um, euthanasia of old people. I mean, I, we could go right down the list and check all the boxes. And and all, they're all down with the same thing. They all talk. They, how could they all, you know, uh, you could put 50 of them on the screen saying the same talking points and just mouthing each other in harmony. You can even make a beat out of it. You know, and you, how could they be so lockstep? They don't need cue cards. The lockstepping is the sinking of the hive mind is supernatural. They don't need to be reading from the same teleprompter. They don't need the same talking points to be mimicking each other. They can never have heard the other one and still say exactly the same words the other one is saying because that's the real world. They would have you think that they've prepped them and they've given them cue cards. Well, they do give them cue cards and stuff, but they don't need those to be able to do that. That is something that happens when you're in that hive. Your thoughts are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are their thoughts or their thoughts or their thoughts or their thoughts. They're all the same. It's all regulated. It's not you. You have no thought. You have no freedom. You have no freedom of speech. You have no freedom of thought. You have no freedom whatsoever. You are in your mind a slave, in your body a slave, in every aspect of your being. And when you like something, it's because you saw it on TV, a sailboat in a nice, in a nice lovely cove or coming into a, a, uh, a harbor, or a, um, you know, getting off an airplane and a new place with a fabulous resort or, you know, you saw it there and then you went there and you, oh, look, that's the same resort I saw on TV and now I'm going there and they're welcoming me. Well, you know, they would never welcome me if I, if I wasn't some kind of mucky muck in this little invisible system of ours. And, and look how enjoyable and tranquil and everyone smile. Yes, hello, smile, yes, oh, smile. And look how agreeable we all are. Look how we speak the same language. Is there any other way? Oh, how sweet it is. And we had a lovely time. And 
then I see, you know, on the railway, I stop in Brussels and look down the way, and I see people that look familiar, but I can't exactly. But then someone, you know, tips their hat, and I tip my hat and say, oh, yeah, you know, we're, uh, we all know what to do when the time comes. Right? And the time came during the election, right? They knew what to do. And uh, you say, well, where did they get all that practice? They don't need practice. They just do it in unison. It doesn't even become so important anymore about who's the shoe shiner and who's the, you know, the suited executive on Wall Street and who's the athlete and who's the rock star. It doesn't matter. They're all interchangeable now because nothing exists on that side of the mirror. It's just a reflection. It's not life itself. And yet every day, every day, the entire nation of America, pretty much, does not want to hear anything. First of all, they don't know what Christ is, what Jesus is. They're still confused. It's always like Buddha or You know, it's Lao Tzu, it's like, uh, you know, Zarathustra, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, the Puff the Magic Dragon, I, you know, I just can't seem to think what it is, and, and the, my, the way I look at things, everything works, and everything's very logical, that is, it's logical until they start throwing the rules out, until two and two is no longer four until the opposite of what is moral, right, just, good, is practiced, and if not, at the end of a gun, people will be slaughtered for not going along with the opposite of God, the abomination of God, an abomination unto God, the abomination of desolation, the abomination of every single thing meant for peace and harmony and people to be able to raise their families and, 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 and survive um, hopefully, you know, as they discover, you know, the truth about how they exist, why they exist, the purpose of existence. In America, I find very few people that actually even want to know, that they don't even really want to delve into those kind of questions because, you know, philosophy is a great thing. You know, philosophy, they probably don't even have many philosophy classes anymore and colleges, but philosophy is a great thing because it leads to an inquiry about the truth. Anything that leads to the truth in my book is fantastic. I talk to people from, you know, from, you know, any religion, any, any, you know, anything, you know, any philosophical background. I enjoy it because I, because I know, because I know the truth will out. So I'm not afraid of any of these discussions with anyone from anywhere. Atheist, you know, star worshiper, new ager, alien lover, whatever, you know, just somewhere where there's some kind of line of inquiry about truth. Because in our souls, we, we need truth 
to survive and what would be truth, you know, the ultimate truth is that first five verses of the book of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Actually, just verse 1. And then identifying Jesus as the Word. So through Jesus, creation was created. That's not the same thing that's... um, spoken of in the uh, anywhere on earth. And the, the, the other aspect, the legal aspect, was, you know, this is humanity had fallen. Angels had fallen. And there had to be, you know, a way. <coughs> out, out of, don't you bark at him. Now, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Don't do that. Hey. Trish, sorry, he's trying to like, you know, bird dog uh, Eli, and you got to, you know, okay, Eli, go, trying to protect Eli here, I'm sorry that there's been, you know, it. that's not the usual thing, but, uh, you know, each day is different, <laughs> But we're still on track, as long as I'm left alone. But then again, I've got a little one here. It's not so little. He's, he wants to you know, jump on Eli, and we can't have that. Anyway, you know, he's getting bigger, bolder, stronger. So... Really what it is, is this. So when you have the word, and it's so funny, when that comes from Jesus, he's saying, if they reject your word, then you, you, know, you reject them. You, you walk away. Because you're not throwing pearls before swine. Benz. Benz! Leave him alone. You're not throwing pearls before a swine. So, you know, it may sound harsh. It's the same thing as the rich young ruler that that Jesus says. uh, He goes, Master, I'm going to go bury my father, put my affairs in order, and then I will come back to follow you. And he says, be gone and don't come back. Let the dead bury the dead. Why would he say something so cruel? Because when you encounter the Almighty... Everything needs to drop. Everything needs to go. All concepts need to be removed. Everything that was, you know, um, I'm getting interrupted. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm not sure if they're going to let me have any more word today, but I understand why there's opposition. You know, this is really what people need to be talking about what reality is and what it isn't. And unfortunately, uh, whenever you, anywhere in the world that you go, please help me to, to, to help the people, Trish. 
you know, separate them. Okay. So the point, I guess, is when you encounter the ultimate reality, everything drops. Nothing, you know, nothing can, whatever thoughts you had, whatever books you've read, whatever things you've done, uh, fade to nothing, to zero. Nothing happened. You're brand new now. In the in, in the in the in the face of this reality that you never knew before, when it was revealed to you what it is, the whole purpose of having of being here in the first place, when that is revealed, you drop everything. It doesn't mean you don't do anything again. It just means you drop everything because you know the stars have realigned, the cosmos has realigned. Your thoughts have realigned. You have now been brought into alignment with truth. And so anything that is of the lie is detestable. Detestable. And all the shenanigans and all the stupid talk that goes on out there, it's detestable. And all the attempts of man to to play footsie with the devil and act like he isn't and then go to church and think he's got redemption. All of these games, these are like typical American games. Pathetic, laughable, a joke. As much of a joke as the elections are, are the churches of this country or modern Europe for that that matter, the modern world. Because they've all been infiltrated and they're all here to tell you no, you did not see the truth. I'm here to make you look at the lie. To conform you to the lie while you think you're getting the truth. So that intellectually you might be able to recite some verses or explain the gospel. But you would not be in receipt of it. You would be um, a man of empty words. You can speak it. You can quote it. Quote the Bible. Yeah, quote the Bible. That's I'll be quote to make you look real holy. Quote the Bible. You're giving out hope. At least you're doing something, right? But in reality, you receive it not. You 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 have the look of the, you know holiness or, or the seeker of God or the, 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 the pursuer of the path but you receive it all not you, you, you know but it's a nice set of false teeth and why would that be because the devil is about deception because the life here is about slavery ownership money owning human being able to um, create, you know, transmogrify, change, use DNA, mix it up, make Shamira, be God, play God, play God. Only problem is, all these people are stuck here in the same dimension. Playing God when God is, you know, omnipresent. 
So it's, 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 it's another pathetic joke. I mean, I understand, just like I understand children. They want to do all these things. They like to use their imagination to fly around the universe and think about things and all sorts of stuff. Talk to their invisible friends and whatnot. But there's a point where that's just not good enough anymore. Where people need to really understand what... And, and people are, you know... The Lord uses this fear. Right now, we're in the we're in the we're in the period of, of a great fear, a great giant paranoia. This world and these people that have ruined everything for everyone forever. There never will be a recovery. We've gone past the point of no return. So now. <laughs> Yes, now after they take the first layer of, you know, people try to tell you the truth about, I don't know, the globalists and their plans on enslaving everyone and depopulating the world and all that and police state and, you know, just this brutal, awful Orwellian nightmare. And, you know, people, and it worked for a while, I suppose, but uh, their answer was to get rid of anyone talking like that. Like, but Orwell was talking like that. No, let's get Alex Jones. You know, you know what I mean. Get rid of anyone that has any kind of platform or any kind of way of speaking that would inform them. And then what they're mainly afraid of is people who are speaking about news. You know, the plans of the evil ones to subject the rest of the world to hurt. You know, the world to enslave people. You know, those kinds of topics. And you know, or the corruption that exists in the military-industrial complex, or the 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 the, the, um, the you know the problem of uh, trauma based mind control and MK Ultra how it never stopped but it kept going and morphed into a bunch of other projects that are you know also involving cloning and in you know and and then people get killed you know because they because they talk about these things and now it's all out the cat's out of the bag every everyone's talking about it who wants to talk about it online and Twitter and Facebook and everything else. And so now is the evil where it, even if you say you see it coming, warning, warning, evil is coming, uh, it doesn't matter. They're proudly bringing it right in front of you. And so now it's at a very late stage. It's kind of at the stage, like the French Revolution, look at it as a macrocosm of the whole world. It's at the stage where, you know, they're, they're just about to, uh, you know, they've started the guillotining, you know what I mean? And they need to get start with the royalty first, and then they need to work their way down to, you know, peasants who might have said something nice about the monarchy. You know, someone who might have said something nice about Marie Antoinette. Some, some, you know what I mean? And so, I heard a rumor, and then, you know, by 2 o'clock that afternoon, that guy's head's gone, you know, just on rumor. No need of the rule of law. It's all opinions now. So when you see that stuff go like that, then you see the people behind it all. They're nodding and winking. They've been waiting for this moment all their lives. They've been groomed for this moment. They are the children of the devil. Now, communism is just another, it's just a political term um, for Satanists. 
It's there. There's if you're not a Satanist, you can't really be there. And when I say Satanist, that doesn't mean you believe in this devil with the horns, and it means you're in that cult, whatever. It's um, I think it's almost a genetic thing. I don't think it's really that much learned. People hear the call, you know, and they they heed to it when they're you know teenagers, and um, just like you you heed the call, you hear Christ, you hear the Lord, and you heed that as a young person usually, right? And it just divides in that way. Um, but the goal always, you know, the goal of, 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 you know, of the whole thing, I think, is, is really for, um, you know, God to honor the creation and the free will of creation. And to, despite that much opposition, to bring his people home, which he brings everyone home, you know, to bring them home. And that's out of unconditional love. But, you know, but he can't force it. You know, you can tell God to go away, it goes away. Now, what does it mean if you know that the world is, um, you know, created through the word? So the other side learns that frequencies are very important, right? And their creation through frequencies, but then there's devolution, there's um, the liquidation of solid objects through frequencies as well. Frequencies is, you know, one thing they're using, you know, pretty much at war with people at this point. And they can make people sick, they can make people die, they can make people uh, psychotic. Right now, the modern microwave warfare the way it's used um, say in the navy and in you know at that level you've heard of havana syndrome you've heard of some of these things um you know basically there's it's a, like a a seed implant there, you know, seeds are being planted in people through uh frequencies and those seeds you know develop into um you know propaganda points um concepts, reality. And so the people, they believe they have reality. They know reality. And the, the entire reality of this world has been implanted in through frequencies. And then they all abide in a hive. You know, they, they kind of work together and they see each other and they obey each other and they obey the ranking. They don't even need to see stripes or, uh, you know, or ribbons or whatever to, to show that you're a sergeant or a colonel or a, Right. They obey the ranking without seeing any evidence of it because it's all in that um, invisible world, which is limited, and they think that's the spiritual world, and that is not the spiritual world, but it is a another realm that is not here that they can go into in their minds. It's a, it's a realm of mind, and in that realm of mind, minds are all manipulated to conform to the one, uh, to the plan. And people are activated and this and that. People are wondering where the gang stalking comes from. It's, you know, why don't you wonder this? Why don't you wonder where the protection comes from? Because you've got, you know, people that are un, you know, not motivated by any facts suddenly zeroing in on you. So, you know, um, so they will tell you, you know, you're not really, you're not a child of the devil. <laughs> So there you are, and, 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 and basically, um, 
at the same time, the traps they're laying for you and the things that are out there that could be very dangerous and you know, all these dangers, many, many dangers, many attempts on your life, or at least, you know, by the time you get to mind, you've had all that, oh boy, not fun. But who protected me? How come I'm sitting here? Why am I able to discuss things that are, you know, uh, would get you in a lot of trouble? What, what, what are the, what, why am I able to do this with confidence? It's because I'm serving, you know, the master, my father, the, the one, the creator, my creator. I'm serving my creator and doing what he wants me to do and saying what he wants me to say. You know, presenting the things he wants me to present. I'm doing this, um, well, I don't know if it's for myself exactly, but I'm doing this. Um, it's a service to the Lord, but it's also, um, you know, good for me, service to me in the sense that it's helping me to, to, to um, I'm strengthened when I speak about God and the things and the concepts and the, and the word and the, the you know reality and the you know and, and what it is when i say the other world you know that this world exists in the world you can see in here it also exists in they they have what you might call another world that you call the world of demons the world of uh, archons uh you know the world they're trying to bring in here through cern and all that so that but that's a limited world that's not the, when I say the spirit, I mean limitless. I mean multidimensional. I mean, you know, far beyond anything like that. You know, the slave of the, of the hive mind in the, in the realm of mind. You know, the, the operations thereof and who's operating it. You know, AI and what all that means. Um, humans were never meant to be enslaved. Uh, but humans fell and all we have is we've got the Adam and Eve story and we've got, you know, some other, you know, metaphors here and there, but what we can tell from, you know, from the history of humanity and world history is that people, um, tend to always make bad decisions. You know, there's, whenever there's a good one, it stands out, but usually people will, you know, leaders will, that are godless, not being led by the Lord will lead, you know, the, the population into war, into poverty. And like I said before, whenever you have a world won by witchcraft, by sorcery, witchcraft, a pharmacia like we have here, uh, the, the end result is poverty. That's where that, that's the third world stays in poverty because of witch doctors and witches and sorcerers and, and uh, because that all rules the age. That's, that's, that's the one thing that I look at, I look at, I talk to my Mexican friends and, they're always telling me about the brujas and this and that and Santeria and all this. And I said, well, that's why you guys, you know, are, you know, in the, in the position you're in and America is soon to join you. And, and in many cases now, uh, you know, there are businesses in Mexico that are profiting more than America because the, the, the America is to be taken down and to never come back. That's what the uh, Biden administration or, you know, any of them, the rhinos, the, you, know, you know who they are, the establishment, whatever. The goal is the one world order, of course. You know, Romney, I could do a whole thing about Romney. <laughs> Romney, and he's having his club soda. He's so virtuous. So, 
Yeah, no, I mean, there's all these people that will claim the same knowledge. What I told you today, and, in, in, you know, just going over that one point, that um, nothing would be created without the word. The word pre-existed creation. And God created creation through the word. So now... How does Jesus look? You see. And furthermore, you. Being in Christ. And Christ in you. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Absolutely. And the faith and trust in that. And the confidence in that will cause you to speak or to do works or to do things that a normal earth dweller, if I may, uh, would not be allowed to do. would be hunted down and stifled. Sent to psychiatrists. Given a lobotomy. Eliminated. Used for DNA samples. <laughs> and, you know, and so there's been this great fear, this great paranoia this terrible, terrible paranoia that I better not say anything or I'll jeopardize my my cushy little thing, you know, my whatever they, you know, they give you stuff, right? Most people don't realize this, but they don't deserve the jobs they have. And they feel entitled to them, which is even more amazing, but they don't deserve them, right? They're, they're assigned to the, you know, it's, Part of the, you know, the assignment and ranking, you know, the natural breakdown that happens when you, you know, join, you know, the slave, ma- when you give yourself to the slave master, and then you learn to, you know, they're, they're teaching people now to learn to live with less and to live on bugs and to live in little apartments and to live in, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're hurting humanity into a, you know, a, a gerbil class of some kind to do experiments on. And, um... The people now are, some of them are being, it's causing them to wake up. But the, the, the kids, they don't know any better. The, what are they on? College dorm rooms. So they're coming out all ready to enforce all this, even though they're enforcing their own abominable death. Their own mind becomes an abomination because it becomes backwards. So by the time they get out in the world as adults or as young adults, they, of course, feel entitled, and they're told that, you know, you spy on your parents, you do this, you do that, you do these things, you know, these you know, Lord of the Flies things, and you'll go far in the world. We'll give you whatever the latest thing is. You'll, you'll be cool. The idea that any of these people are the cool kids' table is, to me, so hilarious and so beyond. It's just like, dance a jig, you know, that's all you can do, dance a jig. You know what I mean? And, and I'm sorry that they're lost. And, you know, that lost. And I tried to explain to a couple of them, you know, about uh, just, you know, the WEF and Soros and COVID, and, you know, what's going on and what the plan is. And, and you know, it, it, everything I said clicks down exactly as I said it. Click, 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 click. And it makes no difference. They're down. They, they're there. They're virtue signaling and they're, 
you know, they want to spread equity and they want to overthrow capitalism. They want to overthrow, you know, and, and they want to punish the main feature of it all. And this is why they're having trouble implementing it, you know, if, uh, more time. It's because instead of rewarding or tempting into, which they, there's plenty of that, they're bludgeoning and punishing because they've given the kids this power to punish their parents. And in so doing, you're punishing the establishment, the, you know, the global warmers, you know, the climate change people that caused it, mom and dad, the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the old teachers at school that weren't cool. And the other thing I need to say today, I need to kind of shift subjects here. I hope you're just going to have to allow that to be there. I would fire you and go read that scripture and just think about it. You know, the word preexisted. The word was with God, and the word was was God. You know, God created through Christ, and Christ is God. So through Himself. Then flip over to John fifteen through seventeen, and you'll figure out who you are. Right, you're in the vine. You know, you're one in God, in Christ, that is in God. God's one in you as one, which is as profound as any uh, mystical um, understanding or the Vedas or anything else that's ever been written in this world about, you know, the one. And people say, oh, that's, that's of the devil, the one. No, the one I'm talking about is the John 17, the one. In Christ, Christ in us, because it, the Bible clearly says, he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world, and I am in him, he is in me as one. So I am in Christ. I've been saying, you know, split it off again. We're joint heirs in Christ. Okay, so the entire existence belongs to us, not them not the God deniers, not the people that have rejected uh, the truth, but belongs to the people that are created who automatically are in, in, in and understand who they're, where it, they come from, where it comes from, what love, you know, the whole cycle, the whole, the whole um, flow, the whole very interesting and complex flow of reality they are part of. But the worlders have been left behind. I mean, already, you don't need a rapture to do this. They've been left behind in the sense that uh, they don't, all they really know is they know the hive mind and they're afraid of it. So they're, they, meaning, they know they're being watched 24-7. That all-seeing eye has always been there. And their thoughts are not their thoughts, but their thoughts are also other people's thoughts. And so, and you're not part of that. So they, you could have three or four of them around you and then there's you and they're all signaling to each other in their minds. And pretty soon they get the idea to harass you. You know, in, unless you join them. And and if you join them, then, you know, that's that's basically a suicide, in a sense. But they say, welcome, you've joined the realm of the dead. I, I'm very grateful that I'm dead. I'm the grateful dead. And they're, right, the grateful dead means they're grateful for material things. Right. Once I joined the dead, hey, the world became my oyster. The world is nobody's oyster. 
The world has no, there's no point of even thinking that way. I mean, you know, this is all this programming of, you know, get the rabbit. I mean, basically humanity is trained as a bunch of dogs running around the track to get the rabbit. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, a dog gets the rabbit. You know what I mean? But the bulk of the dogs never get the rabbit. <laughs> Remember those glory days of high school? We were raining high. Yeah, oh yeah, you've, you discovered the, the, the secret of the world and joined up, and then you got to be the big honchos in high school. And then what happened after you got out of college? You drifted down, 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 down. You know, you became uh, kind of dissatisfied. You engaged in lots of sin. You kind of became a little bit of a smarmy guy. There are no rules. You're encouraged to break the rules. I, me- I remember I had friends that would tell me, they would laugh at me, and they would, you know, you know, they would say, you know, I've never even gotten a parking ticket. But, you know, look, they, look at the police are harassing you for no, you know. And I'm like, you, you know, the, the, all of that logic of being, you know, being, so if I'm with Satan and in, in the circle of, you know, shame or whatever, then, of course, the police will leave me alone. And that's not true. Some of these guys go to jail. So it, it's just, again, the world conquered by lies. And, you know, we've got a good look at that. On I mean, I have no comment on the election. It was, you know, it's obviously a joke. Who could take any of this seriously, including the world, including this country? Uh, I think they've done one thing very well. They've gotten rid of any kind of exceptionalism. That's out the window. But uh, but what do we care? Do we care about that? Do we care about whether we have exceptionalism? I know most of you have done the best you could, and I know most of you have kept the path of Christ, and I know most of you have kept the word of God. I know most of you have kept in prayer all of these things in the hopes that there would be some kind of revival or some way back or some way... What, why is it always one way? Why is it just everything you know moving in one direction? Failure. And why do they fail every single time? Why can't there be a win once in a while? And that's because that's not the way this is set up. This is set up to make you think there's a win once in a while, but there is no win. There's no, no one wins here. There's no winning. You know, go, I'm winning. Remember, remember the uh, Charlie Sheen winning? And he was like totally, you know, uh, you, you know, he's just totally out of his mind. I guess it's on crack crack cocaine or whatever he was doing, you know, drugs. And then he was in this, like, you know, I know it's like like a meth-fueled, cocaine-fueled psychosis, and he got a total pass. And then old Martin Sheen clicks and goes, yo, it's awful having to have an addiction. Oh, my son Hunter, it's awful. You know, he's had to fight through these addictions. I mean, have a little compassion. Totally psychotic and blooming on TV. For everyone to see the whole world, and and you know and being tweaked out of his mind like a like an addict is, you know but but on display in that state and then nothing. Same thing with um, Hunter, and same thing with all these kids of the of those privileged people that have you know those kind of rankings. And then of course you know they have to, you know they go well any boss of anything, corporations, cities, you know, mayor up to. 
senators and congressmen, all these people, they've had all sell out. Well, unless you see somebody like, I, I don't know about someone like Rand Paul, who's getting tackled and, you know, Steve Scalise who's being shot. You know, it seems when there's harassment of people, um, uh, I haven't seen anyone on the Democrat side get run out of it, but, you know, uh, Kennedy had some virtue. I'm not saying they're not sinners, but, I mean, well, Kennedy had this. He, he warned everybody about the enslavement program. This program of enslavement's been, you know, going on a long time. That's why they moved all the teachers in to... to it wasn't, okay, the reason for indoctrinating kids into the pedophilia, into sexualization with each other, pedophilia, you know, the whole thing, you know, playtime on steroids, whatever. The reason that they do that is so that they can control them all the way to the grave, you know, from cradle to grave. And so sex becomes the great controller. And the other thing is to teach them not to have sex that will lead to marriage and also having multiple partners so they won't end up marrying anyone. That way there'll be no children. And that was the whole idea. And it's worked perfectly. And most of these people are influenced by the, you know, the people that are groomed by the UN and by the powers that be to be the influencers who are influencing and cheering on and, and thinking that it's very virtuous if, you, if a man puts a dress on or if, you know any of the... I mean, it's, I can't even go. It's so stupid. I can't even talk about it. But you know what I mean. To, 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 would they see people doing this. Oh, how brave you were to go out there and face those awful hypocrites. No. You were all manipulated for a certain reason. And y'all bought it. And, you know, and, but then again, if they bought it, there's a reason they bought it. And, it, you know, there's, there's, they're fulfilling something of God's creation. In that, you know, I'm not here to convert. I'm not here to really interact with, with I don't interact with uh, people that are, you know, that's a talent that, you know, some of these street preachers have a talent to reach in there. Because, well, people on the street, you know, they've failed and they're on the street and they've suffered. And a lot of them may be very amenable to the Lord or maybe just are on the street because they're of God. I mean, when Jesus fed the multitude... You know, they had, not only they had nothing to eat, I mean, they, listen to this. You know, you know, every time you encountered a crowd, there's like thousands of people, right? So when they were starving, they're like, in, in, in the account in Mark, they're like 2,000 people. And they had nothing to eat. And so Jesus led them in a fast, you know, a, a holy fast, but then still, they had to have something to eat to come out. They couldn't go on like that forever. He wanted to send them away, couldn't send them away. So they said, how many loaves have you? You know, and then the miracle of, of making the fish and the loaves spread to feed the thousands, the multitude. The multitude. You know, but first a fast was called. You know, this is a fast. You have nothing to eat. This is a fast. So these people were basically homeless. You know, they had nothing to eat. If they had a home or a roof over there or some sticks over their head or something, they had no food to eat. You know, they had, they had the, the, the government provided nothing. They didn't become, you know, stooges of the Roman army. 
They didn't become sellouts on the other side. They're just the poor, meek people that, you know, that, uh, that have always been in the world. And, uh, you know, so, so what is Jesus saying? I mean, you know, he's saying, you know, this is a, you know, fast. And then he's saying to have faith that there will be enough and that they will be fed. But they weren't fed with uh, filet mignon. They weren't fed with, okay, that's, come on. They weren't fed with, uh, you know, caviar. They were fed with bread and fish, which was sufficient. No, no, uh, I need some uh, help over here, please. Uh, yeah, he's gotten so rambunctious that uh, I'm going to have to, you know, I sort of wish I was a duck hunter right now because, see, this guy would, I mean, this is the dog you want for that, you know, but uh, he's so uh, quick, you know, getting things and retrieving them, and, you know, it's amazing. Uh, I can't explain what kind of dog he is. I, I, you know, I saw on a, on, I think, Discovery Channel, uh, these dogs, you know, the same way. They're all being used for hunting. And there are like three or four of them. So they all look the same as Ben's. That's, that's all I know. Anyway, so, you know, these were the people, and, and you know, the downtrodden, the people that are, you know, looking for some kind of hope. And he told them, he said, listen, uh, you know, you know the the wealthy, they're never going to make it. You know, they're going to you know worship their riches. You know, the wealthy will not make it. You know, a lot of people like to say into heaven. I don't. You know, heaven has never been defined. One day we're gonna we're gonna open up heaven, right here in this earthly part. I'm just gonna open it up and just and, and show you that it's heaven would be like this only only you know it's not um now i think the devil has made it like it's a it's a place that is boring or something you know i'd, I'd rather go to hell where all the fun is and of course that is you know ridiculous because the fun that they're talking about is suffering it's it's control it's sadism it's it's you know I you know it's making people traumatized so that you suck off the energy of that, and so you learn to feed like a demon and feed off people's sorrows, especially off their sins, and get them to sin and then feed off the sin. And it's just one big conundrum, one big roiling, uh, you know, maelstrom of failure, sickness, death with no redeeming quality whatsoever. And all of that is what this world is. It's just one big maelstrom sinking into death, destruction, failure, stupidity, and everything else. And there's a path out. But the path has been corrupted by misrepresentation of it so that people could never see the truth that they're looking for. So people are lost and remain lost. The people look to politics for a solution. They look to, to, to other people, which is kind of like the, a, a drowning man 
you know, uh, you know, tried to save another drowning man. Both are drowning. Right? So the only help that's here, I mean, but I hate to put it in terms of help, you, you, you know, you, salvation versus, uh, you know, doom and destruction. What about day-to-day life? I mean, it's always these grand extremes, you know, and, and, it, and none of it has to do with the day-to-day. You know, it's, it's this great salvation or this complete degradation. And every day it's sorrow and you know, learned helplessness and slipping into darkness, getting older and feeling more feeble. Mind is starting to go. Uh, the walk is a little bit like a shuffle now. I need a walking... Uh, a stick or I need a kind of a, a thing or I need crutches or I need a wheelchair and you know and and the, and the families I they're they're talking about getting rid of me now because I'm getting older and all of this is just a fucking nightmare of horror and it's just every day it's going on more and more I can't stand it I plus I can't stand my own family and these assholes around me please help me please But I'm too weak to ask for it because, see, I put up with it for so long. I've become complacent. I have become passive. I've become docile. And if I'm hungry, I'll say anything you want or do anything you want for a bowl of soup. And I don't care anymore. And nothing means anything. I just wish we could just shut it off. All of it. Does that sound familiar? Did I do that too well? I've, I've had some rehearsal. And, and, and the, it, okay, so that's the day today. Not just for an old man, but for, you know, for everybody at some level. Okay, so the truth is meaning in the sense of you in that wheelchair have meaning have purpose there's a reason you're there you can piss off everybody and they might hate wheeling you around it doesn't matter well they could be as the more evil they are the more that's exposed you're exposing the evil so you're doing god's work And it goes on and on and on in every aspect of life, everywhere, with every single person who has ever been born. That's going on the the, the sinning and the and the you know and the and the the, the, the uh, people being virtuous and serving others versus people being selfish and taking and sinning and whatnot. Anyway, because people just don't think that God sees everything. <laughs> you know, the God already knows what you're going to do before you even do it. Because there is no time with God, so He already knows. And and so instead of like going, "Wow, God already knows that," that scares me. Okay, Lord, I'm straightening up. I'm straightening up, Lord. Well, straighten up. I, I just let me let me serve wherever you want me. Because it all becomes service in the end. Once you know the truth, that you're just serving. You're not. You have no life here. You're not going to build your future here, are you? 
You're going to build a big something or other? I mean, you can build a legacy, and then, you know, you're going to die, and it will go on. Hopefully, it'll benefit people. That's, that's a good thing to do, to try to help other people. You know, but then there's a line, right? Is that self-aggrandizement? You know what I mean? It's, there's always a line where it looks virtuous on the one hand, but then again, it could be very selfish. You know, so all these things are being looked at by God. You know, you're saying to God, please make me a better man. Make me, is there a way that I could get out of the suffering of crying all day long? Is there a way I could get out of the suffering of just every single thing is bad? Is there a way I could get out of the suffering of, you know, then, you know, they send in, you know, the, the help and they go, you don't need to look at it that way. And then you go, you know what it is? I just found out. I've got really low levels of serotonin and dopamine and epinephrine and, uh, you know, I've got too much cortisol from everything they're doing and it's wiping my mind out. It's making me uh, susceptible to senility. Oh, well, then you better become a mad scientist and start experimenting with nootropics before you start forgetting your own name. Huh? I just, you know, an example of, of, you know, that sometimes this negativity that's going on is physically induced and perpetuated within by poisons in the environment. If you have no serotonin and dopamine and epinephrine and, you know, other chemicals balanced in your brain, you're going to, the one thing I can guarantee you, you're going to feel like killing yourself every two seconds. Now, this kind of low serotonin, low thing, I, you know, it may be genetic or it may be, you know, partially frequencies, it may be poison, it may be the water, but, you know, it may be prior vaccines, but whatever it is, um, you know, I'm just, you know, that's my experience dealing with the brain, you know, because when the, where the, the brain, where there is dopamine, where there is, which is, you know, God's reward, God put dopamine there to reward you. You know, that's your, you know, you've, you're out there, you know, being an athlete or whatever. And after the workout, you're feeling good and everything. The endorphins are going, the, the dopamine's going, everything's going. Um, I, you know, I found myself, not just, you know, say some, some things that made me suffer. I was, start, you know, the last couple of years since this COVID thing, it was very depressing for me. And, and I started, you know, just like for no reason. Now, now you have to understand this is a very important concept. There is no reason that I'd be falling asleep here and there, especially when there are things that I'm doing that are important to do or I'm with other people. But this has been a thing I've had to fight. I've been, so I went to study it and I, I took a test, you know, that basically I failed the entire test for cognitive um, chemicals, you know. And uh, it was just terrible. And I go, yeah, I realize that, yeah, I might have burned out those receptors, uh, you know, taking drugs as a child because I was, you know, self-medicating uh, or maybe not, you know. But, I mean, obviously there's a problem with the, you know, they're, they're giving out all these antidepressants to people for the purpose of, you know, of, you know, boosting the serotonin and dopamine by having uptake inhibitors so that so the dopamine and the serotonin and those things are not taken up you know taken out of the brain you know of making the brain make you feel better or make you feel like doing things or whatever 
And that's the, the, the definition of depression, isn't it? When, when you, you have no hope, no future, you look at cartoons, you watch a cartoon on TV, you start crying. You know, things like that are indicators you have, you know, very low, all those things. And, you know, that kind of ran on my father's side of the family that, that, I, that I know of. And that's where all the suicides are. And, and, and then Francesca committed suicide. Uh, and what did they give to her? They gave her a... Um, they treated her for the same thing, low serotonin, low, you know, low dopamine, low epinephrine with, the, uh, with a Zoloft, which is a... But the problem with those psycho... Uh, uh, drugs that, that you know, what do they call those? Uh, psychotropic drugs, okay? Uh, there's nootropic and there's psychotropic. The psychotropic drugs actually make people suicidal and homicidal and, you know, basically destroy them, you know, in a sense. They're not themselves, anyway. Um, and it's a, it's it's a big debate, you know, but I think a lot of people in our society are really depressed, not just because of the circumstances, although that can be depressing, especially if you can't eat. And, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're worried about dying from that. Um, it's the, uh, you know, the sense of not well-being, but a sense of self, a sense of existence. So if they can manipulate the brain and brain chemistry, which they can through frequencies, they can make people terminally depressed and very docile Hence, willing to you know do what they're told, and I think that's that's a big part of what's going on is the uh, the quashing of free will. I have nothing to say about you know the the dopamine. I just have been on to this, and, and since I've managed to find ways to bump dopamine and and you know to do brain hacks, I have found uh, you know some relief here and there as I understand more about the brain. I'm taking some classes on it now and. Online to try to understand how the the central nervous system works and how the you know the well you know there's a couple ways to look at it. Another way is to say well you've got a ulcer here and that could be bleeding and so you could be anemic and that's draining the you know the iron out of your brain which is draining the chemicals. I mean that's that's another thing that could be. Although I'm you know I'm just believing in God for healing. And the other thing the other thing is you know I'm not going to be obsessed with healing. When it's my time, it's my time. I've done the, the best I could. But a lot of things that people might accuse me of being, you know, being uh, whatever, you know, a mess, uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my... No, I mean, I'm, I'm battling... Believe me, I'm battling against it. I'm doing the best I can. But when I was like, you know, falling asleep for no reason and this and that, that was happening for... You know, and then there was like, you know, going to bed, couldn't stop yawning. I just kept trying to go to sleep and this and that. Um, you know, I, uh, it really does feel bad. It's very painful. But I thank God. I mean, if the one thing that stopped me from going to, not, not that I would do it anyway, but going to an antidepressant or something like that was Francesca, you know, because I understood once again that they're treating the brain chemistry with those with those drugs. But there's something in there that's 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 not helpful. That's gonna bring them to a a, a bitter end. And um, you know, there's been an explosion of, of people taking Adderall. Adderall is amphetamine. 
and that always hits the wall. So, so they're you know pushing all that on people that have attention deficit disorder. And again, the brain watch the brain chemistry around in people because it's very very telling. And there's early onslaught of senility. I've noticed going around people that are my age and older. I'm seeing more and more cognitive issues with people. You know that that I didn't notice before. Uh, and of course, we all know what's happening when we forget names of people and we say, "Oh, you know, so and so." See, that's that's where the, the, that storage should be right there. Short term memory should be right there, available. And uh, mine has been more available. Long term memory has been more accurate than my short-term memory and you know for memory i'm taking um i'm taking you know parent essential oils which also speeds the blood flow and and uh throughout the whole body but also that's good anti-cancer but also you know kind of juices the brain right and helps the memory i don't know that it completely takes care of it i don't know if we will ever be able to to you know get through all this without supplementation of some kind because of what they've done to the soil and what they've done to the air and the atmosphere and the and the electronic waves, you know, the microwaves, the, the carrier waves, the, the uh, you know, all the, uh, uh, you know, all the frequencies in the television and Wi-Fi and, you know, everything that's going on is really designed to get control and the only way to get control is of the mind, and the, the only you know doorway to the mind is the brain, and that so that is what uh, they're after. And they're not after improving your brain function; they're after destroying your brain function, so that you will let them do to you what they want to do. You know, it's like a it's a conquering that's happened, and we're now in a in a prison camp. They haven't shown us, you know the real cruelty of it yet, but it is cruel, you know, because people are, you know, not able to do what they did. Their, 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 their money doesn't go as far. They can't travel like they did. They can't, they can't uh, discover things on their own anymore. They're being told what to look at, what to do, where to go. And, you know, pretty soon that's going to be the whole thing. The kids have already been programmed to accept that. They want that form of slavery. They want to be told where to go, what to, you know, what room they're in, what their allowances, you know, what, what, uh, you know, and uh, they want to be continued to 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 have their culture, uh, you know, worship, and you know, their their pop stars and their rock stars and their, you know, their worship of celebrity. Yeah, I feel sorry for you know any celebrity that's playing this game. I mean, you can imagine. Well, uh, okay, I guess that's. I guess that's about it, Trish, right? That's it? You're good. I really wanted to share that word with you about uh, Christ, I, I guess. Ben's is really being exuberant today, and it's been pretty tough, but, uh, you know, trying to concentrate on this. But I think I, we got it done. I've, I'm pretty sure that... If you really look at what Jesus is, the, you know, the mystery unfolded by definition of the word, then, uh, then I would say you're, you probably made progress 
spiritually because there's no disconnection for us. But what there is for me right now is inquiring of God as to how our you know, how we can be as we go forward, you know, how we can be of good cheer when good cheer is not something that's conjured out of willpower, but good cheer comes from a functioning human that where organs are functioning and brain is functioning and things are functioning. There's usually a a more cheerful state comes out of, of that. So now that they're at war with our DNA and our well-being, how are we going to be cheerful anyway? And knowing that you can't just decide to be, if your brain is signaling no, then you will be depressed, even if they say, well, you should be like this, Job's friend. He said, I'm trying to be like that. I'm trying to forget the past. I'm trying to go for it. I'm trying. I can't help it. Yes, right. Lord, they can't help it because it's their health, not their willpower, not their intention, not their virtue. It's their health. And that's what has to be helped. So I'm asking for healing for everyone so that we might serve you better, Lord. So that a lot of people that are falling into sin even, why are they falling into sin? Because they don't feel well. There is that aspect of it. And I might add, through no fault of their own. So this is going back to the physical. But God can make you physically up and running despite whatever they're doing to you. Because, because you know, it's not about food. It's not about water. It's not about air. Ultimately, God can, can make you function where the guy next to you can't even though you're both identically the same in a physical. So that's something to keep in mind, too, is, you know, not to really get on yourselves because, you know, I read this thing, you know, can I say this thing about this sad guru guy? I only mentioned because because Klaus Schwab is promoting him. Uh, at least that's what it looks like. And the guy goes, say, well, you know, if you... Uh, and here's the kicker. Here's what these people do. Just let me... Quote that say he says, you know, if you uh, most people are concerned with how they look on the outside to others, rather than how they they feel about themselves on the inside, because that's the opposite way to be, you know. And those that do that to themselves will experience great suffering, i.e., caring about what people think about you on the outside, but not caring, you know, but not you know helping yourself on the inside. Now, that's a ridiculous statement. Because the two things, inside and outside, are mutually exclusive. Okay? So I can feel good about what you're seeing in me on the outside, and I can hate myself on the inside, or I could love myself on the inside and be, you know, pretty much a slob on the outside. It, 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 it really, you know, the two are not really, you know, they're interchangeable, interworkable, but they're two different things. And um, then he says, in a quote, People who do this to themselves. Right? There's the, the accuser. There he is. Sadhguru is the accuser. People that do this to themselves will experience great suffering. Now there's the programmer. I.e., listen to me or you're going to have great suffering. Take this lesson now. 
the conundrum of the lesson he tried to teach there is there is no lesson. There is no learning. Someone feels like shit on the inside. And they really do care how they look on the outside. At least they've got that. And, um, you know, they hate themselves, but they put on a great appearance because they do care what they, you know, or they're masking so you won't see what's on the inside. But still, the two are mutually exclusive. So what's the point of a quote like that? Control. That's, a, that's the only conclusion anyone can make. Being accused of your feelings about yourself on the inside when maybe it's brain chemistry, maybe it's uh, you know environment, maybe it's a toxic situation. Could be many things. Maybe you're working on it, haven't solved it yet. You know, maybe it makes you feel better than just total shit when you, you know, make yourself look good on the outside. Maybe that, maybe that helps, but it's not going to solve it because the two are mutually exclusive. So this is the kind of thing I'm talking about, some sort of like double talk. And, you know, I'm, I'm using him as an example because he's the, you know, the guy that's in my radar right now. But there could be, you know, interchange with all of them. It's always about, you know, it's always your fault, okay? You're the one that needs instruction. You're the one that's doing it wrong. And I'm here to tell you, no, you're not doing it wrong as long as you're acknowledging reality, i.e., you know, following the path of Christ as best you can and just relying on the Lord for, for understanding and not on your own understanding. If you're in that category and you're, you, know, you may feel bad, it's not your fault and you're doing something about it. But, you know, these guru-type people, they want you to just, like, change your mind and go, oh, now, okay, now I feel good on the inside. Well, what makes you feel good on the inside? So did you do that to yourself, make you feel bad about yourself? Did you hate yourself on the inside? Did you make yourself feel bad about yourself on the inside? No, you want to feel good on the inside. So what? So, but it's your fault. So how are you on a dime going to change it so that you feel you don't care about what you look like on the outside, but you know you've taken care of the inside now, and the inside feels real good because you decided you would. You would feel good on the inside. Love yourself and. Be at peace and all those things. Well, those are other lessons you can follow, but how are you going to feel good on the inside? You know, I like to say, well, that's going to be through the grace of God. That's going to be through the, the power of the Almighty. I'm asking him to help me because I don't know. I've, you know, hated myself all my life because of programming, you know, and I keep trying to shake it, but I don't quite shake it. Could you help me, Lord? You know, and... and, and and uh, then you tell a guy like that, he's telling you to just kind of get with it, just uh, snap two, snap two, just, you know, let me control your mind. Okay, I feel good on the inside, and I don't care what they think of me on the outside. You, my son, have graduated. <laughs> and, um, you know, so so that's, the you know, one of the dilemmas that we face is that, uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there that tell you, just straighten up. We have just straighten your attitude up. That's it. It's like, yeah, well, the attitude's important. Positive thinking's important. But if you're incapable of thinking a positive thought because of a physical condition, 
then that no one's going to understand that because everyone's programmed to say it's your fault because the world is an abuser. The world is the abuser and it's always your fault. I try to you know, make that clear in Girl Next in the screenplay. And I think Larry directed it pretty well. The actors, it was kind of a, in passing, but one of the characters says to uh, the main character, Laurie, and she goes, you know, remember, it's always your fault. The abuser, it's always your fault. And who, when you're here on earth, who's like, you know, who is, is, is they're pointing a finger at you. And those are the same people that are gang stalking. Well, no, it's Satan pointing the finger. The accuser. You know, you're the accuser, man. You're the accuser. So I, I need to change how I feel about the inside because then, you know, I'm, I'm going to have less suffering, but I feel a lot way on the inside because things that happen, I'm trying to get understand how I can, you know, forgive everything and just kind of walk free. Get, get, I don't, I like to feel good. Everyone likes to feel good, don't they? And when I feel good, when, when I feel good, what do I feel good? Where do I feel good? I feel good on the inside. It's, I feel warm on the inside. I feel, I feel good. I feel, hey, I feel positive. Things are, you know, well, things are always moving in the right direction. You can always feel positive. There are people that are always positive, you know, and they're, and, you know, you know it's, there's no reason to not be positive, but unless your particular wiring or something in you is, you know, pulling you down, it could be a health-related issue, may not necessarily be, you know, so, so there's that. So should you blame yourself for something that you didn't cause, some kind of predisposition to something? And the answer is, no, of course not. But if you recognize that you're depressed every day, you know, you hate yourself and everybody else, you wish God would just blow the whole thing off the face of the earth and just destroy it all, you're done with all of it because every day is just shit. Everything is horrible. Everyone is horrible. There's no help. Okay, that is, well, first of all, that's not a clear mind. But that's a person suffering from a lot more than just, uh, you know, a bad attitude. You know, or you know, a bitter root, a, a bitter. I did. It didn't happen for me in life. And I'm. I worked my ass off, and now I'm really bitter about everything. You know, that it may not be that. It may be the kind of help you need is, is to be healed. Your body, mind, and spirit all be healed, and not just your mind or your decision maker up there. I'm deciding to be happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, I'm happy now. Oh, blitz, blitz, blitz. Ah, anyway, it's it's just it's uh. I just want you people that feel bad all the time to understand that you've got a friend, not just me, but in in the Lord. The Lord, he, he, I can't tell you what your he put me on a journey. I'm on a journey with him, and you know I'm asking him to help me to uh, stay out of the quagmire of you know everything is fucked. <laughs> you know, um, you know. See, if it's a physical thing that's bringing you to that, 
you know, that kind of negativity, then the Lord will put you on a path to, to, to address it. I mean, you just, you know, you've got to just understand that on this earth, none of us are going to be completely healed. None of us are going to be completely whole. The only thing that we're whole in is in our faith. You know what I mean? In our, in our spirit, in our soul, can be made whole by Jesus, you know, now, of course. But our bodies, you know, they're not going to always be, you know, they're, things are just missing. They're sick, they're attacking, they want depopulation, they want no sex with people, they want to have all babies in test tubes, they want, you know, whatever they want to do, it's completely, uh, you know, something that doesn't involve us, except that God put us in this world to make a difference, to show the way. Because the way in Christ is, you know, the way of not just forgiveness, but the, the total restoration of the entire body, mind, spirit. And then, of course, with the body, is you still have mind and spirit, soul. And so all these things have to be healed together. You, you can't just touch one thing or the other. And it's easy, too. Anyway, I got onto this mind thing and realized a lot of this stuff isn't my fault. And then I realized that in prayer, I had to ask the Lord to, you know, to, to, to guide me on how to not fall into those black states of, of mood, you know, mood that basically debilitates you and makes it so you can't really, you don't have energy to move around. You're just, you know, depressed in there and you're just stuck. And then I realized about humanity that uh, most of the depression that that I hear about or I know about people that are depressed and so forth and so on, and you know, a lot of that can can stem from a physical condition too. And a lot of people are just malnourished, you know, and 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 so they 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 become ne- when they become negative, what happens? Easy to control, especially when it's like, well. You need a doctor to help you. You know, there's, oh, no problem. I'll roll up my sleeve. Go ahead and jab me, you know. And that wouldn't happen if people were feeling good, I don't think. I mean, feeling good, you know, good in a way we never have felt. Good in a way that's extremely, you know, showing a... Because, okay, when you know that the Lord's your God, you go back and read John 1, you see that. Everything was created through Jesus, and I am in Christ, and he that's in me is granted. So I'm part of a royal priesthood. I'm, I'm not some slouch here. I'm important to God. You know, the creator regards me as important. He, he, he says, I'm fearlessly, wonderfully made. I'm a masterpiece. I'm awesome. I'm what he wanted right now, right here. You know, and then, you know, the doors would blow off, the Tires are flat. The engine don't start sputtering. You know, knowing that it's going to be all the all the way to the finish line. You know, that body may be war torn, but it doesn't matter because my soul, my spirit sings the song of accomplishment as I expand to all to be uh, as big or as small as anything needs to be, or you know, whatever is happening next, or is the, if there's a next, or if there's not, or whatever it is, it doesn't matter because once you got that harmony going, it doesn't matter what form you are, you can be like a, you know, a wind or a seal or a planet or a tree, or it doesn't matter what finite form you might have. I often fantasize 
that um, there's millions and billions of worlds out there, and that all this differentiation of trees and insects and bugs and birds and you know cats and dogs and this and that, all these things, all these forms, are just basically you know, life energy wanting to take on that form, that separate form, that separate identity, only to learn in the end that you go back to the main, you know, to the main thing, which is a bliss. To, to, to you know, to, to the mother spirit, to the original um, uh, unformed reality that is pure potential. And of course, in that state, I would, I would probably that would be the definition of euphoria, of a kind of euphoria that a human maybe has never experienced, but is the euphoria called love, which is the creative uh, will of of the of the Lord of, of of the Father to create through the Word. Now, this word, people say, well, is that word the Bible? Was the world created from the Bible? And, and you know, the answer to, to, the answer I have to it is, is you know, the word is, is not visible in a, in a book form. The book form of the word is a interpretation, perhaps, you know, man's best uh, shot at it. Uh, was there divine intervention when they wrote the word that became the Bible? Oh, of course there is. Of course there is. I think in the Bible you have pretty much everything you need to understand. But some of the contradictions are, you know, you know, here's this, you know, Yahweh's going to kill everybody, and then here's Jesus, no eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Either you forgive or the Father won't forgive you, and then, you know, but, but basically you can also find Christ in the Old Testament. And, you know, you need to find Christ in there and see how it lines up perfectly, and it does. It, it, but it, it, ha- it needs a, a person with a, uh, with a pure heart. You can't approach it uh, with a wicked heart or you're going to make the Bible wicked. A wicked heart that's deceitful in all its ways, according to Jeremiah, would be a, you know, I would think a heart, narcissism, selfishness, uh, self, uh, you know, focus, um, you know, just just all about self. And I would say that you know, so they they make plans and they they're leaders. They lead us, but they lead us all the time off the cliff because Jesus will lead us, and good decisions will be made, and we will succeed. But if it's going to be me or someone else, because it's just ego, uh, eventually there's going to be bad decisions made, and then there's going to be problems. So I've always really wanted to put, you know, God first, and just say, Lord, what would you have me do? You know, have your way with me, Lord. You know, help me to say the things that you want me to say. And the Lord wants me to say to you that he's available to everyone listening to this right now. He's available to carry on conversations with you right now in in your very own home <laughs> and and uh and 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 he very much wants to to lead us so he's very wanting to talk to you he wants to talk to you right now and i think he might want you to
get in the car and go somewhere with him or take you somewhere or show you something or, you know, get, he can get very creative. I wrote the entire novel of Lamb just with the unction of the Holy Spirit. And it almost was like automatic writing because I'm saying, okay, which way, Lord? You know what I mean? And I have no idea. I've got all these characters. I've got these locations. I've got four different stories going. Which way? And he guided me all the way to the finish. Oh, that'd be a, you know, a fun movie probably if they wanted to do it. But, uh, you know, the agents, the agency that was for the Christian, <laughs> quote, quote, the Christian entertainment industry. <laughs> the Christian agent following Christ. <laughs> uh, we reject your book, Lamb, because it's, you know, got violence, got Satanism in it. It's got, there's a lesbian scene in the pool. Can't have that. Well, anyway, it was my first and last attempt at a genre Christian. Now I realize this idea of a Christian genre is ridiculous. Anyway, I, I, I you know, I worked very hard to get it uh, to the agent, and they, uh, the agent, which was in, actually in Colorado Springs, you know, what kind of book agent would be in Colorado Springs? But it was Jerry Jenkins' agent. They were nice rejected, but I do predict that eventually that book will be published. I mean, it's published now on Amazon. You can get it, Lamb. And I guarantee it's a good read. You know, I guarantee it's a good story. It's just the best story in the world. I, I'm not saying it's the best or the worst. I don't want to even go there. It's just, it's just well done. As well done as anything out of New York. So, yes, I guarantee you that. But as far as uh, being picked up for republishing and things like that in the future, I do believe that will happen. You know, and, and hopefully I'll be able to write another one. Uh, right now my writing is, I think going to be focused on doing a, a novelization of Girl Next and then the, uh, the publishing of the, uh, the music of Girl Next. And I, I've got to do that before the uh, big convention in May. Well, you can get a, you know, a copy of, the, you know, I guess, a, a CD for the music. It's pretty good as it is, and there's a couple of songs I contributed and, and um, you know, to it, and, and you know, it's, uh, you can actually listen to it, and if you really like the movie or know the movie, you know, if you've been a big fan of the movie, then you can actually listen to the soundtrack, and then you know exactly where you are in the movie, in the story. All righty. I love you guys. Hey, now, I got uh, some snippets out. <laughs> I got some snippets out there of... Um, uh, there are little kind of video clips of, um, you know, the various Zeph reports, you know what I mean, like 10, 15 minutes at a time. And Pia is doing that for us. Anyway, she... Um, I put a couple on my Twitter. I have a, a start off with Twitter since Elon got it. I thought, well, I didn't do too well here before because uh, I, I don't know, 
got bored. But I, you know, I'm there. I don't know how long I'll be there because it, it's not really, you know, it's not really uh, doesn't really do it for me. But I'm trying to list some things there, so I've got a couple of those there. So I think the name is at Zia Sonic at Z E A S O N I C, which is Zeffy Daniel. But I mean, it's like at Zia Sonic is the. Uh, I guess that's the username, the Adzia Sonic. And um, <clears throat> I'm just hanging out. I'm, you know, pursuing a few of my interests. I got like looking at some surfing and some travel and some, you know, some some Word of God and some, uh, you know, sci-fi horror, some this and that, kind of a hodgepodge, really, <laughs> of interest. Anyway, some politics. Um I'm I'm so thoroughly disgusted with uh, what happened here in the United States and the. No, uh, well, I'll just say it. You know, I. You know this. Um, I can't say. You know, I. It's. What can anyone say about the state of, the media, the election, the colleges, the culture, the professional sports, movies, culture. Books, magazines, and you know all of it. TV. It's um. It'd be great if someone discovers a new technology that would be sort of like the internet that would bring us to a, a, a point of clarity, a point of um, to a point of um, you know. Well, it won't. But anyway, it's. I'm there for now, but I can't guarantee how long I'll be there because, like most things, <laughs> I get tired of it, and you know, then I go, and but then I, you know, sometimes I come back. I the, the problem I have with um, Spreaker is I can't really get into social media with it, and uh, I can upgrade. But yeah, anyway, these are issues I will have to do, and I will. Uh, and I will be back. Where's my song I was going to play? Here we go. Hmm? What is? We haven't got him up there. There's nothing.
enticed by 